welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today's show is the first episode of our brand new season, number 11. That's 13 shows times 11. That's how many shows we've done. It's also our two and a half year anniversary of Living the Miracle. Woohoo! And this season is all about turning within forms of inner guidance. So, for the next 13 episodes, we are going to explore the many ways we can turn our awareness and attention inward to our inner being and soul life process. All we need We all need guidance that is true to us and tailored to our soul needs for learning, growth, and fulfillment. What are the forms of our inner guidance and what do they how do they exist? How do we access them? Are there effective tools that we can learn to use to help us do that? And once we find such inner guidance, What do we need in order to be able to follow through with it and apply that wisdom in our everyday living? It'll be a wonderful journey. We're happy that you could join us for it. With all that in mind, we decided to start this new season by looking at and addressing what it means to seek your own truth, why it's so important to your spiritual development, and what are some of the ways that you can do that consistently in living your life. So, welcome again, everyone, to our show today, Seeking Your Own Truth. First of all, what does it mean to seek your own truth? Those of you who are fans of the old TV show, The X-Files, might remember its hook line, The truth is out there. (laughs) Well, if you're even listening to this show, you already know that the truth really isn't out there somewhere whether in the everyday life, everyday world of our lives, or out there in the far reaches of the beautiful galaxies we see out in the sky. The truth can't be out there because the world out there is constantly changing. Down to the smallest subatomic particles, everything in the universe is constant change. As someone once said, The only constant in this world is change. The ultimate truth, on the other hand, is never changing. It is. It can't be one thing one moment and another in the next moment. So that unchanging or eternal truth cannot be found anywhere in this ever-changing universe. In fact, none of us can actually tell anyone else the truth either. Once we put our experience of truth into words, it's no longer fully the truth. The closest we can speak the truth is to talk about our experience of truth. 
Of course, we can speak of a relative kind of truth in the sense of describing as accurately as we can what we experienced without any kind of sugarcoating or other embellishments. No telling that big fish that got away story. Or how about something almost killed you? Yet real truth we can only directly experience. When you experience truth as it is, time stands still, for truth is eternal. So this search for ultimate truth or eternal truth is quite a tricky proposition. When you seek your own truth by necessity, you have to turn your awareness inward to within your own beingness. You have to quiet your mind and all your sense perceptions. Many people have called that process meditation, but however, you can quiet your mind when you do so, you start to experience the peace and stillness of that which never changes or eternal truth. To get that experience, however, you usually encounter a lot of noise in the beginning. Some people have called that mind chatter. In fact, that's the reason why a lot of people don't meditate. They hit that mind chatter and they just give up. (laughs) (laughs) For most people, it's easy to tell that mind chatter or mental thought noise isn't the truth. But then most people also get sucked into the drama and trauma of certain kinds of mental chatter and start to fight it or try to solve it as if it were real and true. So, so uh, some common examples of such mental chatter or noise are, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is stupid. What's the matter with me? I don't know what to do. I can't do this. I'm bored. What would people think of me? That person is an idiot. I'm ruined. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. <laughs> Where did I put my cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the list goes on and on. That is, until you realize that none of those thoughts and feelings that come up when you start to quiet your mind actually matter. They are like spam, junk mail, in the inbox of your mind. This is the beginning of turning your awareness inward and quieting your mind. All the noise that you were heretofore unaware of comes to the surface, sometimes kicking and screaming. The good news is, however, they are nothing new to you. It's just that you didn't notice them before because you were too busy dealing with the world out there and thought that the truth or your answers were out there somewhere. The truth is out there. (laughs) How did that music go? Whatever it was. (laughs) Well, I saw a post a few years ago on social media of a photo of a church marquee on a Sunday morning. It said, today's sermon, Google isn't the only one with the answers. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I like that one. Yes, because you've said it many times on this show. (laughs) In this age of high-speed internet, it seems many people are addicted to typing a question into the search engine window and getting thousands of potential answers in a few nanoseconds. That's all well and good for facts and figures. Where to get the best organic ice cream? Mm. <laughs> and how to how to instructions on everything 
uh, technology and even singing the opera and all of that. But it's definitely not the place to find your own truth. By the very nature of it, your own truth is your own experience and interpretation of truth. It has nothing to do with facts, figures, or physical or intellectual evidence. It's something that you directly experience and know in the heart of your hearts. And contrary to popular belief, your experience of truth may not match my experience of truth. Yet, when you follow your own truth, you can't go wrong. Things will always work out in a big way, usually in a way that you couldn't have imagined. We had a student many years ago who was in a serious car accident, and her car was a little Toyota or something, and the other car that was her, her car was smashed up against was a full-on 18-wheeler Peterbilt truck. And rather than trying to control her car of the situation she was in when, when she knew this was you know just happening, she knew she just had to ground herself and let everything go. To everyone's complete amazement, she walked away from it literally without a scratch, physically or emotionally. She sought her own truth within. She experienced it and knew what to do. Almost three years ago, I came to after a surgery to discover I didn't have a voice. From the anesthesiologist to the surgeon, they all told me that Oh, it's this is completely normal, you know. Uh, and I'm going. Wait a minute. The last time I had a big, much much bigger surgery, and I didn't lose my voice and everything. But they assured me, no, it's it's normal stuff, and and you'll get it back. At every post-op checkup, the doctors assured me that everything was normal, except that each time. One of the doctors that you know would check me up on the, the after the surgery kept increasing the normal time it would take to get my voice back. First, it was, oh, it, it'll be back in one or two days, and then it became, well, sometimes it takes a, a week, and then it became, well, it might take two weeks, and then three weeks. Well, then it might take a month, and I said, well, it's already been over a month. <laughs> well, maybe maybe then it'll take two months. Finally, I realized they were just putting me off for fear of me suing them for messing up. Nobody wanted to take responsibility for anything. And it was fairly obvious that something the anesthesiologist did in the intubation process had injured my vocal cords. Raphael noticed how arrogant he was prior to the surgery when, he, when she noticed how he treated me prior to the surgery when he came to check up and everything. He even made comments to her and the nurse who was prepping me for surgery that my throat was so big that he could literally drop the biggest intubation tube down my throat from a 10-story building and not miss. <laughs> ah, yes. Plus, I had to initially calm him down when he first arrived uh, to the hospital because he was so angry that the hospital gave him the wrong time to show up for the surgery. Not a good start. Mm -mm. No, no, no. 
<laughs> it's it's not a real reassuring thing when the patient who's going to go under surgery has to calm down the, the anesthesiologist and cheer him up a bit. But anyway, by the time I was put off from doing anything about my lost voice for six months, I realized that I was on my own for getting even medical answers. I finally found a local ear, nose, throat doctor to check my throat out. And at first, he pretty much tried to laugh me out of his office because he couldn't believe what I was telling him. But once he got his scope down my throat and had me do some tests, he couldn't believe it. Not only was everything I I told him accurate, he discovered that one of my vocal cords was actually paralyzed beyond repair. He said if the doctor sent me to a laryngologist right away, the problem might have been reversed, but not after six months. But he sent me to a board-certified top, the, one of the best laryngologists that he knew, at a renowned university throat and speech center to get some further testing and a you know, second opinion or further opinion. Well, long story short, same conclusions and diagnosis. I wasn't ever going to get my voice back to anything like it was, but he could give me a surgery or partial one that would plump up the paralyzed vocal cord with some plant gel so I would be able to make much more of a sound and not choke on everything so much. But then again, I would have to do that every year or even maybe every six months to a year the rest of my life. No, thank you. Well, when he asked me what my expectations would be for such a surgery after having something like that, I said with a serious look on my face, oh, I would expect no less than to get my five-octave operatic voice back. (laughs) He froze and had all kinds of thoughts running through his head like I've heard of of turtles (laughs) on a stampede. I finally couldn't hold back and start laughing and he... And he finally relaxed, oh, it's a joke. And then after he relaxed, thinking it's a joke, I said, no, that was a joke. I'd gladly settle for a four-octave operatic voice. (laughs) He was kidding me, too. Uh, Finally, by a miraculous route, I had a private remote consult with a preeminent laryngological guru to the stars. You know, the one that does everything for... for, uh, uh, all the uh, singers, opera singers and, and rock singers and country singers and everybody who told me the only one who could give me a specialized surgery like this is for him to do it. And and it would in, involve permanently jerry-rigging my one vocal cord that was paralyzed to the other one in some fashion so that I could make more of a sound. Yeah. <laughs> Major surgery and and a lot of uh, recovery time and with it's not really going to heal anything it was just going to make me be able to make a sound in this compromised way (sighs) so all the top experts agreed on one thing my vocal cord was paralyzed and nothing could be done to reverse that after discovering all of that I had a barrage of offers from friends and students and a lawyer or two with help to sue the doctors in the hospital. I had offers to help with crowdfunding, to help finance the surgery and other exorbitant expenses that were not covered by our you know, catastrophic coverage only insurance. 
As much as I appreciated all the love and concern and offers to help, I knew my own truth was that I was to move forward with my life and teaching work regardless of the condition of my voice and do my best to heal it over time. I knew that, like all things in life, when seen with the eye of spirit, this was not an either-or proposition, but a both-and process. I was to fully accept myself, my voice, and my life as it was, even if my voice wasn't to return. And I was also to continue healing myself toward the full return of my voice, whether that was impossible or not. I was not to distract myself from both of those things by getting into litigation, crowdfunding, or other actions that many people recommended as the only fair and equitable way to go. That's another example of not only seeking your own truth, but to follow through with it all the way once you experience it. And as you could probably hear, I I went through all kinds of things for three years and um, my voice is almost, I would say what, 98%, 97%? Getting there. Getting there, yeah. So I'm very happy with that. Yes. Well, our first break is coming right up, and we're very excited to announce we are offering our remote inner awakening retreat, or as I like to call it, our inner divinity retreat. You can attend in the comfort and safety of your own home Friday, August 14th through Sunday, August 16th via Maestro Conference teleworkshops and Zoom video conference receptions. Q&As, and talk story socials. The theme of this retreat will be your psychic soul development and joyous living in hard times. Just a few of the topics we'll explore during the remote retreat will be what really makes you happy, your psychic development and happiness, your free choice, suffering or joy, resetting your energy, what to do with other people's problems, clairvoyance and seeing your way clearly, intuition and knowing yourself, mediumship and your joy, and much more. We did our first remote retreat in June, and it was really amazing. It's in some ways more personal. In other ways, of course, we're properly social distancing or physical distancing. Please check it out. Uh, Check out our complete retreat packet at michaeltamora.com in our events section and find out all the details. You can sign up online or by calling our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, specific time. And we will be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll continue our exploration of Seeking Your Own Truth. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. 
one of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to Seeking Your Own Truth. Well, Michael was just telling a very profound story, uh, sharing with you about how uh, what happened with his voice during one of his surgeries. And, you know, his voice is how he makes his living in teaching people and communicating and also through this radio show. So um, what I thought would be nice would be to tell how you were able to actually get some of your voice back because um, as his wife, I have to say um, that year was very, very difficult because not only was it very, very difficult for him to squeeze out some sounds and and speak, but um, the paralyzed vocal cord also caused him to choke all the time, which was very worrisome. I I choked on air (laughs) and choked on water, choked on everything. food, yeah, yeah, it was tough. But uh, yeah, uh, so. there is a, a fairly good ending, and I, we wanted to uh, talk about that. Yeah, well, I think it's a terrific ending. I think it's it's an absolute miracle that I have this much voice. And you know, when you when you seek the truth within yourself, and you follow through with it, you know, even if even if everybody else, because people who care about you. They're going to look at things, you know, in the way they know how to look at it and and go, okay, this is the best course and this is, you know, you're entitled to this. This is legal. This is the best way to go about it. And, and you deserve this and it's fair and blah, 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 blah. And again, I appreciate all of that. But when it comes to following your own truth, you have to stick with it. And I knew that. All of the other things, you know, litigation, even surgery, some people really thought, okay, at least this way you can have a partial voice and, and you know, even if you do it every once a year or whatever, or permanently stitch it up into a certain way that it's not going to allow your vocal cords to ever heal because it's jury-rigged. And, but at least you can, you can have a voice. Well, I really appreciated all that, and I even appreciated all the doctors, the laryngologists, and everybody who I talked to who gave me the best information they can give me. 
But I, in my meditation, in my looking within, I always saw that, okay, uh, this is something I have to accept. And so right at the very beginning, I had to make the decision. Yep, if I never have my voice back except for a whisper, that's all right. And in order to back that up, I started to plan for, well, maybe I'll, I'll take a, uh, what do you call it, sign language uh, <laughs> training so I can sign everything. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> then everybody who talks to him has to learn how to do that. Sure. Yes, and, and it would be very fun to sign language on, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd all have to be clairvoyant to see it. Anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I, I get myself in amusement and all of that, and I said, okay, there's, a, there's ways to go. There's different ways to go. Okay, then the other side of it is continuing to heal. And so I just kept my uh, focus on, right, over time. I'm not going to drop everything just to focus on I got to get my voice back type of healing. No, it's an everyday thing. I just go ahead with my life, move, move along. And in the meantime, I had my awareness very much on the healing of my voice. And then one thing after another starts to unfold. It's not things I looked up and researched and all that. It's all of a sudden, one of my students uh, showed up to a seminar, and she was a, uh, she's an um, opera singer, a uh, very, very fine opera singer. And she says, you know, let me talk to my voice coach. And, and um, I said, you know, I, I, I don't have the funds to... Uh, hire a high-priced vocal coach and all of this stuff, but uh, I enjoy talking to somebody like that. So she she contacts her vocal coach for years, and and he goes, yeah, I could I could work with him. So he fits me in. He reshuffles things to fit me into a schedule where you know he didn't have an opening, but he made one. So we were able to communicate over Skype, and. Um, I, I sent him all the medical stuff and everything, and he says, yes, you know, uh, it might not be perfect, but uh, let's work at getting you to be able to talk and make, make a sound and, and be understood. So we started there, and he helped me uh, half an hour every, what, two or three weeks, and slowly, slowly, ah, a little bit more sound, a little more more sound. And then in the middle of it, he uh, decides to ask one of his uh, superstar singer, um, Grammy Award winner clients. Uh, clients, who had a similar paralyzed vocal cord as I did. And he got his voice by, by that um, particular surgery, by that world-renowned surgeon, and... Um, uh, he went on to win a Grammy Award after that from having hardly any voice. And so, and a lot of training and everything. But he's, he's had to get the vocal cords stitched up and com- reconfigured to get that voice. So I'm, I'm going, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to talk to this person. That's how I ended up being able to talk to this uh, doctor to the stars who generally wouldn't have even had the time of the day to talk to somebody like me. 
So I was very amazed that even though I chose not to go that route, that all this was just showing up. And then as I was getting, starting to get a little bit of a voice back, and I knew, oh, this can keep going. <clears throat> then uh, I was just looking online about something, and I found this place called vocalscience.com, repair, and then there's two of them, repairyourvoice.com. And when I read a little blurb on it, it was about uh, non-surgical voice repair. And I said, now that sounds, the first time I heard anything about a non-surgical voice repair, I thought, that sounds interesting. So I emailed the uh, founder, uh, teacher, coach of this organization, Diana Yampolsky, and immediately I got a personal email back from her saying, I don't know what it is about you, but I think I can help you and I think we have to meet. <laughs> and so so I go, okay, well, she's up in Canada, tr- near Toronto, Canada. And and I go, okay, and we go back and forth on the email and and I and she says, in fact, I think we need to do something with your voice so much so that she was willing to, you know, work out a deal with me so I could afford it and everything. And I flew over to Toronto. I mean, it's in the middle of a very busy time, and I was able to carve out 10 days because her training took uh, was supposed to take six days, but it ended up taking eight days. So I carved out 10 days just to fly there just for this purpose, worked all day uh, with her every it was day. It like a boot camp. It was, it was definitely, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was one of the most difficult things I've done. Uh, and and it was literally like vocal boot camp <laughs> and Olympic training. And uh, I mean, I, I broke out in sweat just to do the exercises every day. And so, but with her help, uh, it really, I, I just start to get uh, more and more of my voice back. And I knew at that point, I go, yeah, this is all going to go in a route where the miracle is going to happen in terms of the paralysis is going to start to um, go away. It's the nerve is going to regenerate, and it looks like that's what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to speak like this and, and have this much of a voice. Yeah, <laughs> and the funny part about it is earlier Michael made that quote about um, the answers get. <clears throat> be found just on Google. <laughs> but in Some case, of it could. <laughs> yeah, in this case, he was guided to, to uh, you know, a search engine of some sort mm-hmm. and found her. So, you know, don't eliminate, you know, when, oh, yeah, when you're, when you're, Looking for some help for something, don't eliminate the possibility of using Google for yes. crying out loud. And that's always been my, um, uh, what would you call it, <clears throat> way of going about things. Yeah. If you really need help, healing help or any kind of help, it's it's a little bit like the saying, beggars can't be choosers, but it's it's more encompassing than that. When you need help, you need all the help you can get. So don't eliminate, you know, one type of help because 
you're of a, a philosophical belief that this is, you know, the only way or this is anti this. Well, that reminds me. Same thing, even on a bigger scale, when I had uh, one of my first heart attack and, and near-death experience. It was so funny because when I was in the uh, cardiac intensive care unit, each of the nurses that came on shift, top notch. I mean, in older times, each of those nurses would have been the doctors. They were so incredibly capable and knowledgeable. And, uh, but the funniest thing, I learned about nowadays, if you're a, a patient in a hospital, the first thing the nurses and the doctors even do is they go online and search. They look they you, look you up. over. Yeah, they <laughs> look, look you up, up. <laughs> not over. Up. Yeah, look, they look you over for your physical, but they <laughs> look you up on the internet. They want to see who they're dealing with. Yeah, so I I got a great kick. Uh, gave me a great uh, entertainment where the uh, nurse comes in and and she says, um, "Can I ask you a question?" I says, "Sure," and she goes. Why did you pick this particular cardiologist to be your cardiologist? And I said, oh, I was unconscious. I didn't pick him. (laughs) I hope to meet him in a conscious level soon. But um, uh, so she got a she cracked up about that. And I said, so he must have been the one who was available. Why do you ask? And she says, I've worked with all kinds of cardiologists for many, many years. And she, he's definitely top-notch as far as cardiologists go on an allopathic level, but he's is about the most conservative and allopathic cardiologist I've ever worked with. Maybe any doctor I've ever worked with. Totally allopathic and conservative. And she says, well, I, I got to confess, uh, I looked you up on the internet. <laughs> and she goes... You're known as a spiritual healer <laughs> and a spiritual teacher and, and a psychic. And she goes, I've worked with a bunch of people who were very, you know, metaphysical and spiritual and, and all of that, intuitive. And I don't recall anyone of those people who voluntarily, willingly want allopathic medicine. They all go for prefer naturopathic, they prefer, you know, spiritual, they prefer herbal, everything else but except for allopathic. And you're here full on on the allopathic level. And I, I looked at her, I said, yeah, of course, because all my friends, everybody I know are spiritual and psychic healers and teachers and clairvoyants and everybody, mediums. I got the best in the world on that level but i don't have the mechanics i can't operate on myself and neither can any of those psychics or healers spiritual healers or naturopaths they can't operate on me and so i need somebody who's really good on the physical end of things and so i'm happy to hear this doctor i haven't met while i'm conscious yet it happens to be a top-notch allopathic doctor. And the nurse was wide-eyed. She goes, wow, in all these years, I've never heard anybody say that who was uh, like you. And, and that makes all the sense in the world is you don't need 
the thing you're an expert in. You need an expert in some in an area that you can't do or you're not an expert in. And I said, exactly. And I said, I'm the one in trouble. I can use all the help I can get. And I said, spirit is one. And so in this oneness of spirit, it doesn't matter if you don't get hung up on this is the only way and this is against my principles and this is, you know, this and that, the other thing. You let that go. Let that be in the realm of the wholeness of spirit. Then all the correct guidance, all the correct answers show up. And all you have to do is follow that. So so she just she says, well, that's going to give me some things to think about. Next nurse, next shift comes, exact same thing. And the next one comes, exact same thing, around the clock. So I had the best time in this, you know, lousy situation. <laughs> and, and then when I finally got to, in a conscious level, meet with a cardiologist, we've become friends. He, he's a great person, great man, and uh, a great doctor. And, and um, in fact, you know, after we moved from Mount Shasta to Sacramento, he's recommending all these top doctors. And I said, no, I'd rather drive three have nice, hours. Yeah, have a and, nice drive and yeah, see him. And see him rather than somebody else. So that is Michael following the truth that he has always sought during his lifetime in even one of his most important instances in his life. Our second break is coming up, and if you find that our show helps you in your spiritual learning and self-care, you can go much further with our edited and mastered teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats that you can purchase as MP3 audio downloads. You can find many titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamora.com or by calling our office and speaking with our wonderful assistant Noel at 530-926-2650 during regular hours Pacific time. We'll be back in a couple of minutes and we'll help you seek more of your own truth. See you shortly. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose that's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by michael j tomorrow beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary order your copy now at amazon.com Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. We've been exploring the fundamental topic of seeking your own truth. So let's continue. Well, you know, seeking your own truth and seeking your spiritual path kind of are hand in hand. At least it was for me. Um, When I was young, I had a very strong spiritual, uh, not religious really, but even though I was raised religious, I had a lot of spiritual interests and I was really, really interested in one thing and one thing only, and that was the truth. And um, when I was really young, I would say to people, just don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. And sometimes people would comply with that, and sometimes they just couldn't do it. I don't want to hurt your feelings, or, or even sometimes there were motives behind it. But seeking, seeking your own truth is, goes much deeper than some, whether someone is lying to you or not. And I thought in in my young days that when I was seeking the truth, I realized that I was really seeking a path of some sort. And at the time, I was working a normal job, actually two jobs, because I I had enough energy. I always had two jobs. Hmm. Um, For instance, I would be an eight-hour-a-day grocery clerk, and by night, I would uh, work for a rock band. I, I did sound, I did setup. And now you have six jobs. <laughs> yeah, now I have six jobs as I run a company. But, you know, these are, I did things to make money. I did things because they uh, filled my soul. I loved music. Um, but there was always a place inside of me where I was going, this really isn't quite what I want. And um, there was a day that came, I think I was about, I don't know, 27 years old or so, or 28, um, and I woke up, and I realized um, something was different. In fact, I heard a voice come to my head, and and that voice said, today your entire life changes. And when I got up out of bed, I, I of course, I heard it loud and clear. I thought, maybe someone's going to die, because I trusted my uh, psychic impressions, even though that's not what I called them at that time. I thought someone in my life was going to die. So I got ready, and I sort of braced myself for bad news sometime in the day. Well, I got in my car to go to work at uh, the grocery store I worked, where I worked in San Jose, California. Uh, I think the chain doesn't even exist anymore. It was called Alpha Beta. And I pulled into the parking lot, and I knew what that voice meant. I was leaving that job today. And... I couldn't believe it. It was like this intuition that filled my beingness. That job paid really well. We made more money in grocery business back then than the grocery clerks do now. And that was in the early 1980s or maybe even the late 70s. And 
so when I walked in, I was kind of shaking. It's like, I know I'm going to be quitting today. Oh, no. And it all came about. I was told what to do. And it was my intuition. It wasn't being told by any voice or anything like that. I just knew this was my truth. And even though it was a very difficult process, uh, as far as I walked out of my job, and um, it took me a while to get another job, and the person I was with at the time was pretty unhappy with me for leaving my well-paying job, it was the best thing I ever did for myself. And it ended up leading me to my psychic training and spiritual training. Had I not quit that job and pulled myself out of the rock and roll business, which was really fraught with uh, (laughs) unhealthy things like, you know, uh, working late at night and drugs and and all that kind of stuff, um, I would have never gotten on my full spiritual path. And so I'm very grateful for having listened to that. But it was like taking an enormous leap. Many of you out there, especially our young friends who are just trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, or those of you that never felt like you got to what you wanted to get to and you'd like to get to it now, um, this is, you know, following your truth, starting to listen to the within, to what you know within yourself is correct. If, for instance, uh, you've had... uh, a desire to be a painter or a sculptor or something that possibly might not make you a lot of money, but it's something your heart desires with all your heart. Um, this might be the thing to start to look at, even if perhaps you don't trust it could support you. You could start to segue your way into it uh, and follow the dictates of your inner knowingness that will take you to where you need to go in being successful with that. And so, you know, if you notice, Raphael said she heard a voice uh, telling her this. And there's this is part of what this season of, of shows is going to be, is uh, uh, different avenues, different forms of inner guidance. And, for example, another example of seeking your own truth within and what happens when you do so uh, was... This was many years ago when my sons, two sons, were preteens. One day, I just intuitively knew, just I'd be tuned in and, and intuitively knew that, that they were both at a very difficult and particular crossroads in their lives that they, where they really needed wise male guidance. And they were, at the time, living with their mom in another state. So, of course, my first initial reaction was to hop on a plane and go visit them. Then I sought my own truth. I went into meditation for a while and, and really looked at, okay, what's the best course of action here? And after examining what was happening in their lives in meditation, I confirmed that they needed a wise and loving spiritual guidance from a man. But when I considered whether that man should be me or, you know, me as the father, or someone else, I saw that it would actually be much better if such a loving and wise man was not their father, but someone they had, they could trust and could spend time with to help them experience more certainty and direction in their lives. Well, once I saw that, I went into prayer and asked if I could have the experience of such a wise and spiritual and loving man 
show up and give the boys some needed guidance soon. (laughs) Well, guess what? Less than an hour later, the phone rang. And when I answered it, it was a good friend of ours who was the spiritual doctor at the time for the Wintu tribe, one of the four tribes that oversaw the sanctity of Mount Shasta. And I hadn't talked to him in over a year at that time. And he told me that he was in deep meditation and prayer that morning in preparation for a special vision quest that he was to go on as the spiritual doctor for his people. For this journey, he was to take two young boys to mentor for the period of three to four days in the sacred and secret place in the wilderness where the spiritual doctor of his tribe was to go for his vision quest. And when he asked the creator what two boys he should take with him, he was instantly shown the picture of my two sons, who he knew and loved. When you seek your own truth within your own spirit, your own beingness, then miracles are often the answer you receive. I would have never guessed that my prayer was going to be answered in this way, within the hour even. (laughs) And amazingly, within the next few minutes, we were all able to make the arrangements for my sons to fly out to California. And we had a, you know, in a few days, uh, this man was going to come pick him up in his pickup truck and He had a list of here's the few simple things that they need to bring so we can sleep out in the wilderness and and survive for a few days. So it was amazing. And when we made the arrangements, it was very clear. He made it very clear. He says, and you, Dad, aren't coming with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, you know, no problem. I, I completely let everything go because one of the things I learned from this experience earlier before all this the miracle part happened I learned that oh yeah my first reaction to everything was I the father I had to go and take care of everything and then I really looked at was that about me or was it about my sons and I can see it clear as day now I had it wasn't about them Yes, they needed this type of guidance, but the fact that I was going to jump on the plane and go, you know, straight to them and do all this stuff, that was all me. That was my level of, you know, having to be a good father, having to do all this stuff. Or even control. Yeah. And just go, okay, I'm the one who's seen this. I'm the one who has to go do this and everything else. And I said, no, no, I got to let that go because... What's important about this whole thing is, is about what my sons are going to receive and what they need. That's what the situation is. So I, once I let go of all that and asked for that to happen, within the hour, everything happened. And then within a few days, boom, it all, they got picked up. But when, when they got picked up, my friend says, to they he whispers stuff to the kids and and they were obviously discussing something and making a decision and he said okay it's up to you guys if you think it's best if your dad comes with us we'll take him otherwise you know he stays you come with me and we just go and they all discussed it and they came up with yeah 
yes, we'll take him. But he can't say anything. He has to follow uh, uh, us. If he comes, he has to follow us and do whatever we, we're doing and not to, you know, tell us what to do or anything like that. And he goes, okay, is that what you want? And, and they, they said, yeah, that would be great. And I said, great. <laughs> yeah. The spirit works that way. When you're working on really getting in touch with your inner truth, it's when you're first practicing it, it's very subtle. But if you keep practicing it, it becomes very obvious. Yes. So, you know, as you seek, you really come within. And Michael, what? We and, have a minute or two. Yeah, and it's the key is uh, when Raphael is telling her story, she said she just knew. She just knew this is what she had to do. What was that? What's that experience of just knowing? There's no rhyme or reason. It's, there's, you can't prove it and show physical or intellectual evidence that this is why I know this. No, you just know from the inside. That's called certainty, and that's key to not only finding the truth, because truth is certainty. So if you don't have certainty, you can't find the truth. Yeah, And most people think certainty only comes after you know for sure that this is the right thing. No, certainty has to come first. You have certainty in spirit or certainty in the all that is, the limitless, the eternal, whatever you want to call it. You have certainty in this wholeness that's undivided. Then the answer will come. And we're going we're gonna to cover lots of different forms and ways of that in the next 12 episodes. Absolutely, yes. Um, I would also call that certainty a type of trust. So learning to trust, many of you don't trust a lot, especially your own selves. So this is would be a shift of energy. Well, we are at the end of our show. We certainly appreciate all of you joining us and hope that you each gain some new insights and perspectives today about seeking and finding your own truth. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show on finding your own space to be. Finding, having, and being in your own space are essential to your health, happiness, and true fulfillment in life. It's truly your first step to the rest of your life. Remember, too, that our remote inner awakening retreat you can attend in the comfort and safety of your own home is happening Friday, August 14th through Sunday, August 16th. Make sure to check out our website events listings for our retreat packet and all the details at michaeltamura.com. You can also call our office at 530-926-2650 and ask Noel, our wonderful assistant, any questions about any of our events or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.